0: We're in a brand new series called Arrows. And, and you might be thinking, why, why Arrows? And, and I'm going to explain to you for a while. But my mother-in-law used to say this to me a long time ago. She said, hey, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. You can't wake up one day and just hit your goals. It's not going to be by accident. I see a lot of you guys in here today, you guys, you, you have companies, and your companies, have, they have goals. They have goals. And I preached a, a message to a bunch of students a few weeks ago. It was called Hashtag Goals, man. That's the thing. We want to have. We want to have goals. But you're not just going to accidentally wake up and say, "Yo, I made it. I I made it to my. I made it to my goals." If you If you want to be in a relationship, you're not just going to accidentally wake up and say, "Yo, I'm in a relationship." If you want to have a bigger bank account, if you want to have more money in your bank account, you're not going to wake up and say, "Yo." I didn't work hard at all, but I got more money in my bank account. I'm so excited, or maybe you're a fitness person. Um, I was talking to my my sister in law a few weeks ago, and she got one of those those Peloton bikes, and like you're, and, and she was walking into the um, walking to pick up her kid, and I. I was looking across the way, and I'm like, "Yo, you know, I have guns on school campuses." I'm like, "Your arms, girl, you got some, you got some guns." And she's like, "These don't get here by accident. You gotta have, you gotta have some goals. You have to work hard in your fitness, your finances, and and you're in, and there's nothing I want to talk to you guys that maybe you're maybe you're a family person. You're trying to trying to build your family. I had coffee with a friend this week, and he said, "Man, I'm really trying to." He said, "I'm a family guy. I'm a family guy." He goes, "I don't have the guys at work." He goes, "They they go out with their buddies. They have guy time." He goes, "I don't have guy time." He goes, "I, he goes, I got family time." And that's all I really got time for. That's that's those are that's what's important to me. I'm am I'm a family, I'm a family guy. He's like, so I want to have coffee with you this morning because I want to have some I want to have some bro time because I know you always talk about community and you gotta have some people in your life and you gotta have some some solid guys in your life. And he's like, I want to sit and have coffee with you. And but you also gotta have some some faith goals. You gotta have some faith goals. If you're here today and you're trying to grow in your faith and you're trying to trying to be all that God has you to be, you gotta have some faith goals. You're not gonna wake up and say, yo. I'm close to Jesus and I got here by accident. I just woke up one day and I was as close to Jesus as I ever been. You're not gonna get there that way. There's a couple of you in here today. I'm looking across the room. You're in you're in several community groups. You're in a co-ed community group and you're in a, a ladies' community group or you're in, a, you're in a men's community group, and maybe you're like you're coming here on Saturdays. You're you're like doing everything you possibly can to be around church because you've got some you got some faith goals. And so I want to talk to you guys today about your about your faith goals. I don't know if you have any or not, but I hope that you have some. And if you don't have some, I hope that you today you'll leave with some faith goals. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 16, verse three, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions to the Lord. If you wanna have faith, you're gonna to have to commit yourself to have that kind of faith. If you wanna have a faith that's a great faith, my father-in-law used to always say, there's small faith, there's medium faith, and there's large faith. In my notes, I wrote down big Bigger and biggest, you learned that in school, right? That big, when, you, when it's big, it's just big. When you add the ER, it's a little bit bigger. But there's nothing biggest. When you tell your kids, hey, I love you. And they say to you, how much do you love me? I love you to infinity times infinity. Like you can't times infinity because infinity is already infinity. If you've got some goals in here today, the Bible says you got to commit your actions to God and your plans they can actually succeed but if your actions aren't committed to God then your plans aren't going to succeed. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9. By the way, Proverbs is a great book whether you believe in Jesus or if you don't believe in Jesus because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 the Bible says this, "We can make our plans, but God determines our steps." We can make our plans, but God determines our steps. A lot of you guys in here you have some plans, but you better be prepared to let you be prepared to know that God's going to direct your God's going to direct your steps. Um 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 33 the Bible says is for God is not a god of disorder but he's a god of peace or he's a god of order. God likes order. There's a natural order. When God created the heavens and the earth there was an order. And he began to put things in motion. When God created a, a man then he created a woman, ladies, because he knew that the man was incomplete and he needed a woman to complete him or to make him better because he needs all the help that he can get. Ladies, amen, you know what I'm saying? That's what he did, you know. And so the Bible is really clear that the God's a God of order. He gives a man, he gives a woman, and he says, hey, I want you guys to go out and I want you to make babies. And I want you to have kids. And there's an order for that. He says, I want you to have order because I have order. God's a God of order. God's not up in heaven just saying, hey, I hope this goes okay, <laughs> Hey, good luck, guys. Here's humanity. Hey, guys, the best is yet to come. You get out there and do your best. God is a God of order, and if you're going to hit some goals, then you've got to have some arrows. And today I want to talk to you guys today about, about faith arrows, about faith arrows. If you're going some, some, to have some success, or you're going to have some significance, or if you're going to be all that God's called you to be, is which what we want you all to be is who God wants you to be. I don't want you to be anything but what God wants you to be. I can't do that for you. I, I love you guys. There's some things I'm going to talk about this, this, um, this month because I want to talk to you about them because I want you to be all that God wants you to be. I want your best days to be ahead of you. I don't want you talking about when you were 16 or 17. Like you guys, it's okay because you guys are only 16 and 17. But I don't want you guys here to, yo, man, when I was 17, I, you ever meet that guy, like when you meet him, you're like, man, how's everything going? All oh, good. You remember back in the day, all they're talking about was back in the day because nothing good has happened to them today. They're still talking about back in the day. And back in the day, it was okay because that was like five years ago, but now he's 50 or 60. He's like, yo, you remember that touchdown back in 1973? Like, no, no one remembers that touchdown except for you. Were you an athlete? Yeah, I was an athlete. You haven't been an athlete in a long time. You need a treadmill. Like, you, you, like, you, like oh, they talk about, like, I want your best days to be now. And I want your best days to be today. And I, want, I want your best days to be, to be in, in, in the future and to keep on getting better and keep on getting. But if you don't have any goals, you're not going to get there. So I want to talk to you guys about the most important, the most important goals that you should have, I believe, are, are some faith goals. I believe you should have some, some faith goals. I want to walk you through a pretty long passage of scripture today. I have no idea how long it, um, it's going to take me to get through it today, and I don't even know if we're going to finish all of it today, but First Samuel chapter 20, it's a really, really good chapter. I was in Bible study this week, um, Tuesday night. And I'm in there with a few of you guys and a few of the guys that come to second service. Powerful, powerful um, study on uh, David and Jonathan and uh, King Solomon and, and Saul and, and the kind of the dysfunction that they had and, and so I want to walk you through the past of scripture that I think will help you today. I think will also it will, it will encourage you. It'll make you a better. It'll make you have better goals and help you to have stronger or to have the biggest faith that you possibly could have. First Samuel chapter twenty, the Bible says, this David. He now fled from Naioth in Ramah and found Jonathan. David's on the run and you know what I love when stories start off like that. Because when the plot's already there, when, the, when, the, when, the, when it starts with an exciting scene in a movie, you get excited. I love that about Scripture. When things get going, right, at chapter 1, David's on the run. Can it get any better than that? Last night, um, last night I stayed up super late. And I was like, are you going to go to bed anytime soon? You know how you guys, you know how you ladies say it when it gets late. Are you going go to bed anytime soon? I'm like, I don't say that to you six out of the other seven nights out of the week. But the one night I want to stay up and watch Whitney and Paige ski. You want to give me more time? So I was watching. I was watching the skiing. I don't know how you're supposed to watch skiing, but this is how I watch it. I'm watching, and Dinah's like, "I don't even get this. I don't even get this." What happens in slalom skiing is that the boat runs 55 kilometers, and they got to go around these six balls. That's that's the simplest version of it. The next part of it is this: every time they make a successful pass, the rope gets shorter. I'm doing pretty good, right? Every time they make a successful pass, the rope gets shorter. And Whit, I watched Whit's first round. I watched her second round. And she just got, she got better and she got better. And she, she did good. And tomorrow, or tomorrow, tonight, tonight, yes, tonight, because I watched you last night, tonight is the, is the championship. And she skied really good. And she's in the top. She's, been a, she's number one seed all the way through the last two rounds. And Paige made it in there too. But when I watch skiing, you know what I do? I'm not making, I don't want Whitney to do really good. Now, I want her to do really good. Like, Whitney, don't be mad at me. That's like just listen to the whole thing. She's watching. The thing I like, I root for everybody else to fall. Like, is, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's, uh, you're judging, you're telling me that's wrong. I want everybody else to fall except for the person. So, like, I'm cheering for, like, and it's hard enough that Whitney's Canadian. I'm like, yo, Canada. And Dinah's like, you're not cheering for the American? I'm like, it's complicated. It's complicated. It really is complicated. So, like, I'm cheering for her. And so she's like, well, do you want that other Canadian? I'm like, no, I want the other Canadian to fall. Like, I want, I want, my, I want my girl. She's like, well, this girl, she's Canadian, but she lives in Orlando. I'm like, because this is the ski capital of the world. She's like, so you're not cheering for USA? I'm like, no, I'm cheering for the people that I love the most, you know. And so I, I look at this passage of scripture, and it's, it's thick already. It's like, he's on the run. Things aren't going good. You're like, okay, cool, this is my life, Wes. You got my life in one verse. Like, can you now get to the application? Then I, I, we can land this thing. So David runs, and he finds Jonathan. And he says, what have I done? He exclaimed. What is my crime? How, I, how have I offended your father that he is so determined to kill me? Jonathan and her David are best friends. And Jonathan's dad is really mad at David. And the reason why he's mad at him is because he's jealous, and he's insecure, and he's soft. That's why. Just before this, was a pastoral scripture where David comes into town, and they're like, yo, David's killing lots of people. He's the man. He's the leader. And he's been appointed by Jonathan's dad. And Jonathan and David comes to his best friend. He's like, bro, your dad's trying to kill me. That's a complicated conversation to have with your best friend. Yo, your dad's trying to kill me. <laughs> like, that's not going to end. That's not going to end. end well, usually. So we're not best friends no more. No, that's not what happens. It gets better. Now, these two guys are super, super close beyond any kind of, any kind of comprehension that you and I could ever, ever understand. That's not true, Jonathan. You're not going to die. He always tells me everything he's going to do, even the little things. I know my father wouldn't hide something like this from me. It just isn't so. Well, it is, David says. Then David took an oath before Jonathan and said this. Your father knows perfectly well about our friendship. So he has said to himself, I won't tell Jonathan why should I hurt him, but I swear to you that I am only one step away from death. I swear it by the Lord and by your own soul. He goes, I know what I saw. I know your dad's trying to kill me. Like, I, I, you can't, when someone's trying to kill you, you know. Like, that's not a secret. Like, he's like, the bullet flew past my head. I know that he was trying, he was trying to kill me. Verse 4 says, tell me what I can do to help you, Jonathan says. What a good friend. Verse 5 says this, Tomorrow we celebrate the new moon festival, and I've always eaten with the king on this occasion, but tomorrow I'll hide in the field, and I'll stay there until the evening of the third day. If your father asks where I am, tell him I asked permission to go home to Bethlehem for an annual family sacrifice. If he says fine, you will know all is well, but if he is angry and loses temper like sometimes dads can do, you will know he is determined to kill me. So he goes, hey, here's the plan. Tomorrow night at dinner, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be hiding. And if you tell your dad, hey, David had to run home to see his family for family reunion, and he's cool with it, then I'm going to come back. But if he's not cool with it, dude, I'm out of here because I'm not ready to die yet. David's like, I've, I've, killed, I've, killed, uh, I've killed animals. I've killed, I've killed Goliath. Like, I've gone through some stuff, but I'm just not ready to die yet. If the lion didn't kill me and the bear didn't kill me and Goliath didn't kill me, then I'm not going to let somebody else kill me. Just a little preachy moment for a moment. If you're in here today and you've gone through the worst season of your life and you're still here today, maybe it can not get worse. Maybe it can get worse. But if you're here today, then things are looking pretty good. Would you just like nod your head? That's pretty good news. If the bear didn't kill you and the, and the lion didn't kill you and the Goliath didn't kill you, then you might as well keep on going. What have you have to lose? Try to find out if you've got nine lives, you know what I'm saying? And Dave was like, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm going to be a leader that God's called me to be. I've discovered my purpose. I'm making a difference, and no one's going to stop me. And I want to encourage you, no matter what season of life you're in, if you know God and you found freedom and you're finding freedom and you discovered your purpose and you're making a difference, don't let anybody stop that. Don't let nobody stop that. Those things are building your faith. They're building your faith. <clears throat> that was a good, that was good. This is good. I mean, that, what I said wasn't good, but that, this right here is good. <laughs> God's word is good, Danielle. I don't care what you say. It, let's back ahead and close your eyes. Let's end this thing. Like, that was just, that's just, this word is so, the word is good. Like, the more you're in it, by the way, if you're having a hard, if, if you don't feel the same way I feel right now, you're like, I just, the word's just not good. Like, it's boring. The more you're in it, the more it'll stick to you. Sometimes, you just got to go through the motions. Sometimes, I just open up my Bible app and just scroll through it. Like, I don't even read it because I want to be the kind of person that reads the Bible every day. <laughs> like, I just scroll through it. Like, it just feels good because, you know, you know while you're, it, we're laughing because it's funny. But what, there's another app that you use that you scroll through. It's called Facebook, and it will consume you. And you'll just be like this. Oh, look at that picture. Look at that picture. I hate her. Look at that picture. How, did, how could they afford that? You know, you just, that's what you do. We're laughing because it's true. So we have that whole thing going on, okay? So sometimes I just open up my Bible app and I just, I just scroll through it, you know? Have you ever done this before? I used to do this. Like, God, I'm gonna read your word today. Whatever you want me to read, I'm gonna read. And you just like, first. We've all done that before. We've done that before. And I, I understand why. <laughs> I understand why we don't get anything out of it because we're like, I'm just gonna. There's something about every single day being the kind of person that opens up the book. Every single day. And just see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, just read it. Like, I'm not telling you to do what I do. because I, I read it. But sometimes I don't read it. I just kind of flip through it. And then eventually I, I go back and I read it later. So, you guys are like, I love this church. This guy is so screwed up. And somehow God still uses them. I know, we're all shocked. <clears throat> Here's what he says. Um, so, he's, what verse? You know it's kind of funny? I'm up here. I'm just having a super transparent moment. I'm up here and they're like, I'm wa- I'm watching this screen up here. This screen is not a secret. There's a screen up here that I watch. And they're both they're basically like they're like, this is what they this is this is how I see them back there. They're like, they're, they're just, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> they're like just they're like, I don't know who says it, but someone at some point says, just turn the screens off. He's just up there rambling. And so that's the kind of moment I'm having right now. But let me keep running. They're like, Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> Verse eight, that's a good place to be at. It's all good. Pick a verse. Show me this loyalty. Um, So he says, he tells him, here's the plan. Follows well, but if he's angry, loses temper, you will know he's determined to kill me. Verse 8. Show me this loyalty as my sworn friend. He goes, hey, let's, here's the deal. For we made a solemn pact before the Lord, or kill me yourself if I have sinned against your father. But please don't betray me to him. He goes, hey, dude, we've been friends for a long time. Don't lie to me, bro. You ever had that conversation before? Don't lie to me, bro. Like, hey, listen. I need to like, we're friends, like, shoot me straight, but just don't lie to me. Verse 10, the Bible says this. Then David asked, how will we know whether or not your father is angry? Come out to the, this is, the, this is where the arrows comes from. This is, this is really cool how, how God showed this. Come out to the field of me, Jonathan replied, and they went out there together. Then Jonathan told David, here's the plan. I promise by the Lord, the God of Israel, that by this time tomorrow, or the next day at least, I will talk to my father and let you know at once how he feels about you. If he speaks favorably about you, I will let you know. But if he is angry and wants to kill you, may the Lord strike me and even kill me if I don't warn you so you can escape and live. May the Lord be with you as he used to be with my father. And may you treat me with the faithful love of the Lord as long as I live. But if I die, treat my family with this faithful love, even when the Lord destroys all of your enemies from the face of the earth he's like hey dude don't be faithful to me like we're boys like and if your dad if your dad wants to kill me like i love you but you keep on doing what's right bro if everyone around you is doing what's wrong you do what's right let them keep on going let them keep on moving on but you're gonna do what's right i think some of you guys already are, are reading this this is already building your faith or this word is already building your faith because some of you guys here today you you want to do what's right you wanna do what's right, you wanna do right, but the whole world around you is doing what's wrong, and so we sometimes naturally tend to do what the world does. Because unfortunately, the world is usually louder sometimes in God's word. The word is the world is louder than God's word, and that's a problem. That's why you have to get in it frequently, 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 and then it begins to stick, and it begins to stick, and then it begins to do it begins to stick on you. I told someone a few days ago, like the way to be, the, the word godliness is like, dude, I could never be godly. But godliness is all, all godliness is this in, in layman's term is this just a little bit of God on you. I got a little bit of God on you. So when it comes to your finances, if you're like, man, you do things different. I just you, your finances are godly. You have godly finances. I just got a little bit of God on me. Just do it the way the book says. Just do it the way the book says. Give, spend, save. Spend, save, give. However it's supposed to be. I don't know. I'm not Dave Ramsey. The point is this. Oh, I'm just doing it the way God, doing it God's plan. Man, your relationships are different. Just got, just got a little bit of godliness on me. Man, you're taking care of your health. Man, I just really, man, I got, my body's a temple of God. So I want to make sure that I, I'm honoring to God with, with, with what I put in it. Because what I put in it comes out of it. And I just, just, a little bit of godliness. You guys are tracking finances. Just a little bit of godliness on it. Faith, just a little bit of godliness. Fitness, a little bit of godliness on it. My faith, everything about me, just a little bit. My family, just a little bit of God on it. A little bit of God on it. So verse uh, Verse uh, 16 says, Jonathan made a solemn pact with David, saying, may the Lord destroy all of your enemies. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again. For Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. That's where that comes from, New Testament. Then the Lord said this. Tomorrow we, then Jonathan said this. I think I said the Lord. Then Jonathan said this. Tomorrow we celebrate the new moon festival. You will be missed. You will be missed when your place at the table is empty because he usually eats with the king, the day after tomorrow toward evening, go to the place where you hid before and wait there by the stone pile. I will come out and shoot three arrows to the side of the stone pile as though I were shooting at a target. If you're going to hit a target, you got to have some arrows. He says, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shoot this thing to you. Then I will send a boy to bring the arrows back. If you hear me tell them, They're on the side, then you will know as surely as the Lord lives that all is well and there is no trouble. But if I tell him, go further, the errors are still ahead of you, then it will mean that you must leave immediately for the Lord, for the Lord is sending. For the Lord is sending you away. And may the Lord make us keep our promise to each other, for he has witnessed them. So the plane goes, Hey, here's the deal. You're going to go out there, and if the king gets mad at you, I'm going to shoot an arrow here. And if I shoot an arrow here, you need to take off. But if I tell the guy to keep on going further, keep on going further, keep on going further, then that means you better get up and you better run because my dad's going to find you. My dad's going to kill you. And so, verse 24 says this So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon festival began, the king sat down to eat. He sat at his usual place against the wall wall with jonathan sitting opposite of him and and abner beside him but david's place was empty saul didn't say anything about it that day for he said to himself something must have made david's ceremonial unclean. but when david's place was empty again the next day saul asked jonathan why hasn't the son of jesse been here for a meal either yesterday or today it went just as he said and what happens is this he goes hey where is he at well he gets upset He's like, where is this guy at? Because my plan was to kill him at dinner time. Well, that would be a pretty eventful dinner. That would be a pretty weird, like, that would be a dinner that everyone talked about for a while. My friend owns a big chicken, um, chicken processing company in the city. He's like, hey, you want to you wanna check out the, that hurt, you want to check out the facility. And he takes me there to see the facility. And I, didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to see all that I was going to see. I saw a little bit more. You guys know, you, you've heard the story about the twins. If I, if I see blood, I get a little bit squirmish. I didn't think about going to a chicken processing plant, what that was going to look like. But I walked in there, and I was like, kind of walk, walked in. I saw Erica. I'm like, it's nice to see Erica. And I'm like, I'm cool, cool, calm, collected. I walk in there. He's giving me a jacket. It's going to be cold in there. He gives me this white butcher's thing. I'm like, things still aren't adding up for me. I'm doing pretty good. And I walk in, I was like, yo, a chicken processing plant. Holy cow. I was like, I had to tighten it up. And because I'm such a macho guy, it was easy for me, Brent. I just was like, yo, I got this. You know, I'm made for this. You know, I think sometimes we go through these seasons of life where it seems like, man, I'm trying to to go in this direction. And when we get there, things aren't going the way we thought they were going to go. I got to that chicken place. I mean, I, things are not going the way that I, that I went to go. And it was an eventful day. Good thing we ate first. I think the guy knew we we're going to eat first, and then we're going to go. Like, he thought that through all the way because I would have lost my appetite. But I think in this story, in this passage of Scripture, they're like, yo, we're going through life. If this is going to go the way it's supposed to go, it's going to go this way. And, and so Jonathan and David divide, divide this plan, and they have this plan. They say, hey, let's go. Here's the problem. I think a lot of you guys in here today, you're trying to fake it till you make it. You're trying to fake it till you make it. And that's, and that's lame. I want to challenge you today from going from fake it to you make it, to start just faith in it. I'm going to faith it. I don't want to walk into the house and face that person. I'm going to faith it. I don't want to live, I don't want to have godly finances. I'm just going to faith, I'm just going to trust God that says, he, I'm just going to trust that God is all that he says he is. And that I'm not enough. I'm just going to faith it. My relationships, I really like this person. I know it's not godly. I know I'm not living the kind of way that I'm supposed to go. But maybe they're going to catch up. Ladies, they typically never catch up. I'm going to faith it. I'm going to say to God, God, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going I'm to live by faith. But the problem is a lot of us in here today, we, we, we got the systems. God's blessed you. He's given you the house. He's given you all the things. And you've got all the tools that you need. You're like, I'm good. You're like, that's not how you use it, Wes. I know. Things are going good. You're like, I got I got everything I need, man. I'm, I'm good to go. Solid. Dude, I've got I've got stuff. I got all kinds of stuff. I'm blessed, man. I, I got my house. I got my cars. I got my family. Things are going good. Or things are not going good. But to everyone else, things are going great. I got everything I need. I'm doing good. I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to go, man. I'm just solid. I grabbed this yesterday and, and Cole's like. I want to thank my friend Jeff for putting this together. You're like, how hard is it? It's hard for me, but it's not hard for him. It's like, can you help me put this together? And I'm like, man, it's, it's left-handed. You know, he's like, no, it's, it's not. It's, Cole's like, no. Cole's like, I got it. Do you want me to bring my, I have a compound bow. I'm like, dude, I'm strong, but I'm not strong enough to pull back a compound bow. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with Wes? <laughs> I think we think we're doing good because we have the bow and arrow. I think we're doing good. We're like, yo, I got, I'm making it. I made it. But the problem is, that we don't have an arrow. Now don't worry; these tips come off of here. We don't. We don't have an arrow. You don't. You don't have an arrow. You don't have. The, you don't have the thing that you need to faith it. You don't have the faith. Like you got a lot of things. You're like yo, I got. though. this looks like if I would have brought a compound bow in here, you'd be like. Oh, that is so incredible. That's incredible. That's awesome. But like, what's more incredible is a, than a bow is if he brought in. The, the, the arrow that goes on the bow, I won't let him do that. It's a triple bladed razor. It's super sharp. I know because I shot one before. Super sharp. Man, those razors just slice through you. We got people around, we got, bow, we got bows, but we got no arrows. If you're gonna faith it, you have to, if you're gonna make this life, you're gonna be who God's called you, if you're gonna know who God is, and you're gonna find freedom, you're gonna discover for us, you're gonna make a difference, you gotta have an arrow, and you need to have the arrow of faith. Here's what I know about faith. Faith will transform you. Don't point that at me. Faith will transform you. Have you been transformed yet? Have you been transformed? Are you, do, are they, do, when people see like, man, you're transformed. You look transformed. I don't want to be West. I want to be transformed. You ever seen Transformers? My friend, uh, my friend, Sarah on the front row, she works at, she works for a company called IAP and they do this big trade show thing. And Joel's like, you got to come to this thing. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I said, what's so cool about it? He's like, they they got this transformer car there. You got to see this transformer car. What else is cool? He's like, they got a merry-go-round. I'm like, yo, you sold. I'm in. (laughs) Your boy likes a merry-go-round. It's this big indoor thing. I'm like, yo, I want to try it. Let's go. It's so cool. I don't want to be West Beach, but I want to be like, yo, you're transformed, bro. What happened to you? Transformed? I want a faith that transforms. I don't want a faith that I can formulaize. And so many people are trying to put together a really good formula. I'm going to give a little bit. I'm not going to give the full ten, but I'm going to give a little bit. And I'm going to bring my family to church most Sundays. And I'm in the shower this morning. My my dad, my son says to me, "Hey, Dad," he says, "Are so and so are they Christians?" You got to be careful, with church kids. They're like some of the best judges in the world. Like, are they Christians? I said, I don't know. He goes, I I don't know if they are either. I said, Why are you asking? He's like, because they don't go to church. What happens and i like yo sometimes it's better to not go to church than to go to church and here's why because sometimes we put together this little sick little formula slick little formula i'm going to give god one sunday a month and i'm going to read my bible for 30 seconds a day or i'm going to get the app out and just scroll through it and i'm not going to give the full tithe, but i'm going to give a little bit of, like we try to put together these sick little formulas and i'll tell you what those formulas don't transform you formulas don't transform you faith transforms you i want a church that looks transformed and I want what God wants. It's not, this isn't West's church. It's God's church. God's, God wants some churches that some lives that are transformed. And they live different. They're, they're, they got transformed. They got transformed. Why don't you go all no more? I got transformed. I got transformed. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. She's in here and she's got a this award trip coming up. She killed it in her market and she showed me this video. And she's like, "Is it okay that I? Is it okay that I that I, that I celebrate this?" I'm like, "Yo." She's like, she's like, God did I, I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. Man, that's transformed. We hit these sales goals. I've been in sales before. We hit these sales goals. Yo, look what I did. I look how awesome I'm. I am. Hit these sales goals. Went to Pastor Dave. Yo, look how good I did, man. We're 33 percent of the church, just the student ministry alone. We're killing it. Goals aren't that impressive to God. They're impressive to man, but they're not impressive to God. You know what's impressive to God? When we get transformed. We get transformed. We get transformed. Transformation starts with God. By the way, you can't formulate this thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Transformation starts with God. David went to Jonathan. He's like, "Yo, bro, it's not looking pretty good." And David said, "I'm going to faith it. I'm going to faith this thing." Transformation starts with God. It tra- transformation continues with God's word. See, it starts with God and it continues with God's word. Are you pumping this word in you? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. The Bible says, "His faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." Are you transformed? you transformed are you, are you being transformed in the image of god he wants to transform me the bible says that that faith comes by hearing the word of god that's why we preach the word of god heard a guy say a pastor people aren't coming to your church to hear you and about your stories they're coming to hear the word of god faith trans faith starts with god but it transformation continues with god's word and then lastly this your transformation is complete when you get to heaven My favorite part. I'm so glad that I can be in the transformation station, which is here on this earth. God's building my faith on this earth. I think there's something about God building up our faith before we get to heaven. Because here's what I think, here's what I think. This is just this is speculation. I think God wants to build up our faith so much here on this earth that way it really doesn't blow our mind as much when we get to heaven. Because in in like follow this thought. Some of you guys are like, I don't want to get saved, Wes, because I don't know if I can, I don't, I don't deserve it. Well, you're right, you don't deserve it. So God's trying to get you used to not being deserving. I had a friend say, I can't get baptized, why not? Because I don't deserve it. Yeah, none of us deserve anything that we have. Why weren't we born in a third world country? I don't know why you weren't. I don't know why I wasn't. By the grace of God. By the grace of God, you were born in this, in this great country. You didn't earn it. You didn't wake up one day and like, say, oh, I'm going to be an American. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't do that. You woke up one day, and God began to. And your parents were here, and you made it. You. And we're in the. We're, people around the world are like, oh, I'd love to be at the. People leave, lose their life every single day to try to get to this country. So you're not. We don't deserve grace. We don't deserve everything we have. We don't deserve any of those things. But God gives them to him. That's the grace of God. We don't deserve anything. So I think God's trying. Like some of you guys, like what God doesn't want is this. He doesn't want you to get to heaven and be like, I still don't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe it's true. He wants you to get used to living on. He wants to build your faith up so much that when you get to heaven, you're like, oh, I made it. This is what this is what we've been waiting for. I'm going through the book of 1 Peter with some people, with the Bible. And what we're learning is this: that God, in this, we're we guaranteed two things on this earth. We're, we're, we're guaranteed joy and we're, guarantee, we're guaranteed tough times. But here's what we also, here's our 1 Peter starts off. 1 Peter starts off with this. Yo, this is temporary. This is temporary. And earth is, per, earth is temporary, but heaven's permanent. We don't belong here. If you don't fit in here, good, because this is not your lasting home. If you, ever, if you went to a country tomorrow that, you, that spoke a completely different language than you and you felt uncomfortable, that's how you should feel on earth because you're different. The Bible says you're a holy priesthood. You should be holy and you should love humanity. And by the way, there aren't a lot of people who are loving humanity and I don't know a lot of people who are living holy lives. So if we do that, people are like, dang, what is it? I was transformed. I got the arrow of faith. And I took it and I applied that faith to my life. And I'm out just, I'm just out killing it for the kingdom of God. I'm making a difference. My life's going to count. I'm not going to die one day and be like, yo, I died. I made it to heaven. I'm going to die one day and say, yo, I wanted my life to count. We helped some people. We bought some things that we're going to help people know who Jesus was. We built some churches. We built some lives. We trans—we help with the transformation process. If people are going to get saved, you got to attach your faith to your life and start going out and targeting people. Let's start targeting people. We have all the tools that we need. The Bible says he calls you to it. He will equip you to do it.